G'day and welcome to episode 13 of Homestyle Green. I'm the uh, host and founder of the show, uh, Matthew Cutler-Welsh. And uh, look, it's been a while and um, I have been struggling, I guess, uh, to uh, get motivated to come back down here in the cave and, and push the record button. Um, but I, I've um, forced myself to do that uh, this evening and um, just just crack into another episode because I, I have got lots of things that uh, I often think about during the day and I, I think I must I must do a cast on that and uh, sometimes I just need to to get stuck into it and um, push push the big red button. So I'm doing that now um, and today today's episode I'm going to talk about ventilation and do do you need ventilation in your house or, or, or more specifically do you need a, a ventilation system? Um, because about 10% of of us do here in New Zealand, about 10% of the houses in New Zealand have installed some form of ventilation system and they're generally one that involves uh, um, a fan in the, in the ceiling, some sort of big block, box in the roof space and, and a bunch of ducting and uh, some vents. So we're going to talk about that. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to... Um, talk a little bit about um, some other stuff that's been going on for me recently. Um, continuing to have a look at um, some, some products and materials that are out in the place and there's some quite exciting stuff happening and some really good um, products, building products to, to keep an eye out. One, one of which is thermally broken window frames. And I think the exciting thing there is that the price of, of a thermal break is coming down. I've been talking to one supplier recently who estimates that uh, uh, the premium for the cost premium for a thermal break in a window is about fifteen percent, and an average new build, if you can, if you're considering about twenty thousand dollars for uh, having installing double glazing on a house, then that that brings that down to about three thousand dollars to go the extra distance, and and having instead of having standard aluminium frames around those double glazed units then to put a thermal break in that aluminium frame and actually drastically improves the performance of that that whole uh, glazing unit because a lot of people would suggest that there's no point in putting a double glazed unit in a uh, a frame of of metal that is a very very good conductor and that's essentially what we do when we when we have a an aluminium frame and we put a, a double glazed unit in there we get excellent conduction around around the frame, which is not what you want. You want uh, something that um, reduces the conduction, and a, and a thermal break in the window frame will do that. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been there's some other great podcasts out there, um, not necessarily related to uh, building green and and uh, living in a in a warm and comfortable home. Although there are some out there, but I thought I'd share a couple of other podcasts that I'm listening to at the moment. One is Small Business Big Marketing with Tim Reed. Uh, it's the the top, um, as Tim tells us every week, the the top rating uh, marketing show in Australia, and it's it's great. It's got some inspirational. Uh, interviews on that show, and if if people are uh, maybe in in a in a small business sort of space, or even even considering um, launching uh, something themselves part time in the evenings, or or um, or getting into into a job for themselves, then it's a it's a great 
um, weekly show. The other one, of course, is um, Natalie and Natalie Cutler Welsh and uh, Jackie Lockington's podcast um, called "If Only They Told Me," and that is climbing the charts as we speak. And it's actually one of the reasons I've uh, it's taken me a while for me to get back to the microphone is that I, I've been uh, helping out a little bit on their show, and uh, they are absolutely rocking it, which is great. And just for, just finally, I wanted to um, put a little bit, a little bit of a a call out to um, certainly make sure you you write in and and send me your comments about the show and and send me an email. You can reach me at comments at homestylegreen.com. But I'm also interested uh, in in someone, anyone who w- might want to join me. Um, maybe you've got a product that you um, provide, that you sell, or a product that you might be interested in or, or, or a problem that you've got with your home. I'm really keen to um, find out what's going on out there. And uh, we've got the technology to, to, uh, to Skype or, or record an interview. So I'm really happy for, um, yeah, get in touch with me if you, if you want to join me on the show. It would be great to, to hear from you. All right, so let's get stuck into ventilation. Now, so the topic of the the podcast today is do I need a ventilation system for my house? And the, the short answer to that in most cases is no, which begs the question why are ventilation systems so popular as a uh, retrofit or as a home renovation purchase and they're not a not a insignificant purchase either i know that people can spend three three and a half thousand dollars on on getting even a basic system installed into their home um now we do need ventilation so there's a few things that we need to to think about um and and we, we've discussed ventilation in the past but basically when we when we're talking about ventilation we're talking about controlled air movement in and out of the house and we want that to keep the air fresh uh, to control humidity and in some cases to improve how the house stays warm but that's there's a little bit of a um, issue around that because obviously if you're moving air particularly out of the house then you're losing a lot of heat and you have to heat uh, fresh air that's coming in and that's going to cost you a bit more so the um, the the other the other aspect of that we're, we're not so much talking about here is infiltration. Now, infiltration is basically the uncontrolled movement of air in and out of the house. That's basically when you have big gaps around the windows and under the door. So there's that's infiltration. We're sort of talking about ventilation here. Now they are related because one of the key issues is the type of house that you've got. And a good way of breaking down the, the type of house is to look at the age. And basically, a house built around about before the 1980s here in New Zealand is probably going to be leaky. Somewhere in 1980s to 1990s, we, we sort of hit around about the sweet spot in terms of air tightness. Since then, we, we've probably, on average, gone a little bit the other way and our houses are actually a little bit too tight we and we we tend to close them up particularly with a professional couple uh, or um, a house where everyone leaves the house during the day we lock it up nice and tight so that no one can get in 
and we don't tend to leave open, leave windows open, so it, it is very airtight. So we get lots of um, toxins and things building up inside, and 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 it doesn't get a what we call a flush. So it doesn't allow uh, moisture to to be released out of the house. And we're not getting uh, fresh air in. So if you've got a house in the 1980s, 1990s, you, you're probably about right. Uh, that is not, not the case for most people. Most people were sort of in the bungalow villa from mid-century, last uh, last century, of 19, 1930s, 20s even, um, right up to 60s and 70s. Those houses are probably going to be leaky, and that's usually a function of having timber-framed doors and windows and uh, that, that might be a little bit tired. So in those cases, uh, you, you, you probably don't need any extra ventilation because you've got plenty there in the form of infiltration uh, with that leakiness. And it is at the upper end where I think there's a lot of popularity in people st- installing a, uh, a, a heat recovery ventilation, so to speak, or, or a forced air ventilation system. So one issue is what type of house you got. A... Another issue which I could talk a lot more about, but I'm just going to mention really quickly the two two main types of ventilation systems that are that you can have. And I'm not talking here about air transfer systems. So a transfer system will basically take heat from one space, say from above a log burner in the lounge, uh, up into the ceiling, through a duct, and then down into another room. We're not we're not talking about those because that's kind of Keeping that air within the within the same house. What we're talking about is um, sucking air in from the outside and pushing it into the home. There and there are two two main types of those. One is a balanced system, which has a which is a what they might call a true heat recovery and ventilation system, and that's one that has a heat exchanger. So it's drawing in um, fresh air from the outside, passing it over a, a heat exchanger. Uh, which warms it up from some of the stale air which is being uh, pulled out of the house at the same time and and that's flushing that stale air but at the same time it's crossing over and, and transferring some of the warmth that's in that stale air into fresh air that's coming in. They are considerably more expensive and not what gets installed um, in most cases. So that most of that 10% of people who are are buying ventilation systems uh, in New Zealand, most of that is made up of supply-only systems or or positive pressure systems. And in that instance, usually we've got a a filter which uh, the air from, in most cases, the ceiling space is being drawn through that filter, through a big fan, uh, through some ducting maybe, and then... um, Straight into your into your into your house, so they don't have a heat exchanger at all. They're not rely. They're not recapturing any of that heat that's within the home. Some of them uh, claim to utilize some of the heat that's in the the roof space, and push that down into the home. And in doing so, they're kind of making use of that leakiness of the house, and that's where all the air that was in your house is going to escape out through those gaps between the the doors and the windows uh, or around the edges so they kind of rely on uh, having some 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 gaps and even in in a in a what we might refer to as an airtight house that's built since the 80 uh, 1980s or 1990s 
Um, you're still going to get some leakage there. And, and if, if you have a fan uh, constantly blowing from the outside or from the roof space, um, you, you are going to push some air out. It's going to find its way out. And that's what drives out some of the, the moisture and some of the toxins that are in the home. Which brings me to the third component of the you know the consideration of, of why you you might look at ventilation, and that is uh, what are the problems? What are the what are the um, the symptoms that your house is showing? Now, these tend to be, I mean, the most common one is condensation, uh, and that's weeping windows, wet windows that we see. Uh, even on double glaze, they might be double glazed, particularly if they're, they're not thermally broken, as I mentioned before, but particularly if you've got single glazed windows, you get a lot of condensation in the morning appearing on those. Other issues that might be less, uh, less obvious, but are certainly uh, a problem, uh, would be heating. And obviously the, the when we see condensation tends to be in the winter, and that's when the houses are a bit colder as well. Then there's, there is also this odd uh, question about toxins, and I mentioned a couple of times, and that's a little bit less known. Uh, we're starting to get a little bit more conscious of it, but we do have a lot of things in our houses these days that have VOCs, uh, that's volatile organic compounds, and, and these are basically nasties. They're, they're, they can be petrochemicals or um, basically... When you, you know when you get a new car or you get a new carpet and there's that you can smell that the, that new carpet smell or that that new car smell. Well, some people actually quite like that smell, but it's not a, in most cases it's not a very healthy smell. We these thing the a uh, lot of modern um, fabrics and also things like adhesives and paints. They, they what we call off gas. So when they're when they're drying or curing or, or when they're when they're brand new, they're actually emitting um, a whole cocktail of chemicals into the air. And there are studies about people getting headaches in office spaces, in new office spaces, and and in, in, in homes as well, where there's a high concentration of these volatile organic compounds. So um, a key indicator of a sustainable and, and a healthy in indoor um, environment is to, is to have low VOCs. And and in Europe and North America, they're, they're quite good at this stuff now. We're probably less uh, conscious of it um, now, but we're getting a little bit better. But that that is also another consideration, probably not as obvious to us because we can see condensation on the windows. Um, VOCs kind of in the background but they are there in most cases. So that is another good reason to uh, have ventilation because it allows that flush to uh, get rid of some of those VOCs during the day. So we've got three key issues there. Um, what kind of house have you got? Is it a leaky one or is it an airtight one? Obviously two different needs uh, there. What are the, the signs and symptoms that your house is showing? Is it... Uh, a heating problem, is it a condensation problem, or are you concerned about the toxins that are building up inside your house? Um, and then also the third one, what what kind of system are we, are we actually considering uh, here? Is it a balanced one or is it just a supply-only one that, that forces air out? Now... The, in terms of in terms of making the decision about then do I need a ventilation system, I there there are kind of seven there's a seven step process 
for how to do that. And, and we've already considered the first two. The first one is what's your problem? And like we said, what is it heating or is it condensation? I'm going to assume it's condensation because in most cases that, that is the, the primary problem. So, okay, we've got wet windows. In worst case scenario, might even have some, some uh, moisture condensing on walls, which is, is not, a, not a nice scenario. And um, then the second, second uh, question is, is what's your house type? And that'll help determine have I got a, a, an air tightness problem and you know, is my house too airtight and am I sealing it up during the day or is my house too leaky and therefore I'm, I'm losing a lot of my heat and I'm not able to keep my, my house warm. If it's the, the latter, if it's, not, if it's an older home and I've got lots of drafts, then I need to fix those drafts. Prior to that, it's always uh, I always refer back to insulation. Insulation is key. So step number three is uh, insulate your house. Now, I, it, it's criminal how many times I've seen quite expensive systems being installed into roof cavities, uh, ventilation systems, where there's very little, or, or in, in worst case scenarios, where there's no ceiling insulation. You need to make sure that you've had a good go at doing your insulation first um, because that's always the, the, the first port of call. So make sure you've got your insulation um, put in wherever you can and mostly in the ceiling, also under the floor. And if you can, uh, I know it's a bit more tricky, but uh, if you are renovating, definitely get the insulation put in the walls as well. Um, step four is to uh, fix the draft. Now this only applies if you've got the the older style house, which is leaky. But you need to need to get those drafts um, fixed up. And um, then number five is is heating. Uh, do you have an adequate way of keeping the house warm? Now condensation is a, is a relatively complex uh, issue inside a house because it involves the, really three parameters. And the first one is insulation. Um, and the second one is effective heating. And then the last one is that ventilation and the air movement. So that's why it's important to get your insulation and your heating fixed up first um, and then worry about um, any, any ventilation from that. So then step six is to look at the, the sources of moisture. Uh, and again, I'm assuming here that, that condensation is the primary issue, and, and in most cases it is. So where is that moisture coming from? The key sources uh, in most, most houses would be cooking, so in the kitchen and in the bathrooms, particularly uh, showers producing lots of steam. Other sources might be if you are very unfortunate to have an unflued gas heater. Uh, some of the worst ones, ones of those can produce up to one and a half litres of water vapour per hour if you've got it running on very high. So they're, they're a big no-no, so you definitely want to get rid of those. But in terms of cooking, it's the, it's the basic stuff, keeping pots covered when you can, definitely having a, a range hood on, an extractor fan that's effective and actually drawing air outside. I've actually seen there are vents, um, range hoods and, and, and canopies 
that simply suck the air away from the immediate area above your pots and pans and just deliver that air further up in the, in the ceiling and just sort of spread it out around the rest of the house. Um, completely useless, so don't, don't um, ever get sold one of those. Make sure that your range hood and the, the, the vent above the hob ducts out to the, to the external environment, so it should be going straight out um, either through the ceiling or out through the wall. Same with the, the bathroom. M make sure you've got effective ventilation uh, in the bathroom so that you're getting that moisture away uh, and drawn away as close as you can to the to the source. Then step seven is to consider the whole a whole house system. So the very last step might be if you've still got problems after you've addressed all those other other issues, then it may be time for you to consider uh, carefully, uh, some sort of whole house ventilation system. But that's not until you've done a really good job of insulation, you're confident about your drafts and, and you've got it so that you nicely seal a bull so you can actually control the airflow. You've got effective heating, you can keep it warm inside. Um, you, you've addressed all the extraction at the point, at the, uh, point source of your, um, your, your moisture. Um, only then is it really time to consider a whole house ventilation system if you've still got condensate, lots of condensation happening. And one final comment is don't think of a um, supply only or don't, don't think of a, a ventilation system, regardless of its type, as a, as a heater. And if someone tries to sell you one uh, and, and makes mention of it being um, a good way to save on your, on your heating bills, then you really need to question the science behind that. There's a, a great brand study that's uh, that, that came out recently that basically said the heating the heating um, opportunity for most supply only systems, and these are the traditional systems that that suck out air from the roof space and, and blow it out into your house, uh, is is pretty much zero. On average, so the and that and that's from actual testing, real testing of 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 real houses where these systems have been installed, and they looked at the the, uh, the temperature differences, uh, the airflow rates, and said, in most cases, there's actually there's absolutely no benefit heating benefit from a supply only ventilation system. On a few, they did find that there was a roundabout um, equivalent of 500 watts. So that's about the same as running five incandescent light bulbs. So I, in most houses, you'd be doing more for heating your house by turning your lights on than you would from running a supply-only ventilation system. So keep that in mind. They're not heaters, um, and ones that do have heaters installed in them uh, be very, very wary of those as well because you're basically looking at investing in a very expensive fan heater if you're um, looking at a, a ventilation system with a, um, with a duct heater or some sort of top-up heater in it. So, look, there you go. Um, like I said at the start, in most cases, the, the answers to the question of do I need a ventilation system on my house uh, is probably no. 
there are some cases where you've done everything else and you're still getting some condensation, then it may be worth looking uh, into that option. If you do get to that point, I would recommend contacting a Homestar practitioner um, and jump on to www.homestar.org and uh, look in their services section. You'll be able to find a Homestar practitioner in your area and they will be able to help advise you uh, in most cases independently of any product sales about what options would be best for you, um, both for your particular house and in your particular region as well because, of course, climate pay, pays a big part in, in the decision too. Hey, look, I've uh, gone on for a little bit longer than I intended, but uh, I'm pretty passionate about the this this whole issue around ventilation and also people making sure that you invest in the right things at the right time uh, and get them all in in the right order because sometimes we, we get we do tend to get sold things or we can get sold things that you know maybe maybe we did or didn't need um, but, but certainly want to make sure we've got a few other boxes ticked before we we make um, some of these bigger investments so look I hope that's been helpful please um, let other people know about the co- the uh, the podcast and if you've got any questions comments then do get in touch comments at homestylegreen.com would love to hear your feedback uh, i'm matthew cutler welsh and uh, i will speak to you again soon